Hello and welcome to the Pretty Pixels podcast. I am your host, Joey Crundwell. Thank you, as always, for being here with us. Joining us today is our very special guest, the one and only Ron Klowinski. How are you doing, Ron? I had a bit that I was going to do earlier and I don't remember what it was. Perfect. (laughs) (laughs) That's the best kind. Yeah. I was going to do this whole intro bit where I was going to interrupt you and (laughs) pretend to be someone else. And now it was going to be like some sort of relevant pop culture thing. And now I can't fucking remember what it was. Like actually relevant, like timely or. Yeah, it was going to be timely, timely reference. Like, and now I I have no, no recollection of it. So that's how flash in the pan that, that was. Yeah. Well, anyway, hi. with the <laughs> with my students, I am so aware, like hyper aware, of timeliness now because things that seem very timely to me that just happened like a year or two ago to them that was like halfway through their high school career, so that was fucking forever ago. I remember when I first started teaching, I was so happy because the Dark Knight and the Dark Knight Rises were still relatively new, so I could be like, "How many of you have seen the Dark Knight?" And like everyone would raise their hand, and I'm like, "Glorious!" I can use that as like a common point of like interest and reference point. And then like two years go by, and I'm like, "How many of you have seen the Dark Knight?" And like half of them raise their hand, and I'm like, "Wait, what?" That was like one of the biggest movies in the world, and they were like, "Yeah, I don't." I was like a freshman in high school. I don't care. That was for the olds. Yeah, that's too old too outdated um so yeah being a teacher is constantly being reminded of how how old you are so you're constantly dying it's constantly slowly racing towards the end we shouldn't talk why are we talking about (laughs) in the middle of i'm like existential dread immediately (laughs) oh lord anyway birthday's next month so (laughs) i'm almost 40 oh yeah almost Almost dead. Um, anyway, on those tennis yeah. balls. But you, you have been moving, and you're almost moved in. How's that I, been going? We are, we are moved in, and now we are doing the unpacking process. Um, slowly but surely, we've had to buy things. Um, and you know, before we could put stuff away, sort of thing, and then find out where everything is going to go before we start unboxing everything and we just found out yesterday that our um we were supposed to have windows replaced before we moved in but because of supply chain issues with you know covid and whatnot um chip shortage yeah the chips (laughs) the chips in the windows are you know (laughs) um so because of that like he wasn't able to get them in time so now he's coming in on monday and tuesday and doing redoing all the windows in the front and the back of the building and uh so we had these plans of like moving all the cat stuff around and now it's like nope we got to move it all back into this bedroom and keep the cats in there for the time being so yeah it's a lot of fun a lot of things being held up by like oh we don't have anchors to screw these into the wall so we've got to make a home depot run and then by the time you do that and come back it's like oh it's already too late to start drilling and all that stuff so I mean, we're we're moving along. I mean, you, gave, you just gave me a tour of it, and it's beautiful. There's so much space. You you mentioned you have two living rooms, right? Because you now you have an upstairs and a downstairs. Yes. What yes. are your like gaming plans? Like, what what are you gonna have like games set up on one of them or both of them? So the the PS5 is downstairs in the main living room on the bigger TV. Um, 
and that'll probably be that area. That'll probably be like kind of the main gaming area. Then the upstairs just is kind of like auxiliary. So that's where the switch is going to go in the PS5 or the PS4. And like, in say, the, geez, yeah, my other PS5, that other I have. PS5. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I did, I did have two PS5s at you one did, point. Yeah. So they were both in my possession. Um, but I sold them to someone at cost because I'm not an asshole. Um, yeah. But yeah, like the upstairs will just kind of be like the auxiliary, like what TV, it'll basically replace what the second bedroom was for like the second TV watching area. So, yeah. Cool. When Andrea needs to get away from me shouting fuck during Back for Blood, you know. <laughs> Which we will talk about. But before we get to that, let's talk about some news articles. Some news articles, art news items. Let's talk about some, some news, news arsenic. Arsenic. Some news arsenic. Um, which there are a lot this week, actually, because I it's one of those things where it's like I've been really busy, so I haven't been like actively keeping up with the news, but I hear little things and I'm like, oh, that's kind of cool. And then I go and look and just stuff just pops up out of nowhere. Um, one thing that just was recently announced was uh, CD Projekt Red came out and announced that the planned current gen upgrades for both The Witcher 3 and Cyberpunk 2077 have been delayed till 2022. Um, the Cyberpunk, I think, is slated for quarter one and Witcher 3 is slated for quarter two, which is interesting that the, the older game is going to take longer to upgrade. Maybe it's just the priorities. They're prioritizing I, I, Cyberpunk. Yeah, I'm yeah. assuming they're prioritizing Cyberpunk because, you know, they fucked up. Yeah. So are you, are you, do you think you'll get the new one? The, I mean, what if it's free? It's I mean, free. It's, it's supposed to be it? free. It's supposed to be free. So I'm that, I mean, that's what they said. Hopefully they still hold to that because, uh, I haven't gone back to, I'm, I was waiting for the upgrade to go yeah. back and start playing it again. Cause I made it about halfway through. And I'm like, you know what? I'm going to wait. Cause it was still like buggy as shit. And I'm like, I'm going to wait a little mm-hmm. while until they clean this up a little bit. And, Oh, you know, the next gen upgrades are only like a couple months away. I could wait that little bit. And now it's that much longer till I probably start playing it again. <laughs> Were you excited for the 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 current gen upgrades? Uh just for like not like excited, but like, you know, like it definitely looked rough even after yeah. a couple patches like like the textures, like some textures just like look really shitty like uh, a lot of the billboards and stuff like that just look like ass like you wouldn't think that yeah. they would be that bad but they look bad even from a distance like they just look like blown up low res jpegs so. yeah i am curious to see what the what what it's going to look like because they seemed to underestimate how much processing power they were going to need with with regards to like the graphics because they obviously prioritized like facial and like, you know, body animations, character animations at the cost of the city being pretty empty. Cause there weren't a lot of people or traffic in the city at any one time. Um, well, good thing there's and, not that much traffic because the driving sucks. So they should have maybe focused on yeah. that a little bit too. Yeah, absolutely. The, the driving reminds me a little bit of the driving in far cry. Um, but that's a little more understandable. I feel like in far cry, you're not necessarily, well, you, in in the the last two games, I do feel like there they, there's more they made of a, an... They made a big point about driving in Far Cry 2. 
I remember. And Far Cry 2, really. Yeah, wow. because that was such Damn. a big big open map. I remember that that was a that yeah. was a big thing. Uh, but I don't remember what the driving was like in it, honestly. Hmm. It's it's similarly we we have that same problem. That same complaint is that it feels like when you're turning, you're turning a point in the center of the mm. car and you're not actually yeah. turning like the front tires. Um, but it's serviceable, it's fine, you know, if I need to get across the map. I'd rather, you know, parachute or use my body my body suit or whatever it's what is it called body suit wing you know suit? when you wingsuit there we go my wingsuit my body suit not the same thing but yeah so so our plans um we were going to do a witcher 3 podcast with tab and amy and paul because they're all big huge witcher 3 fans um i guess we might still do it soon i think we were planning on doing it soon but maybe we'll have to have kind of an updated check-in later when the upgrade comes out for PS5. But speaking of the PS5, it was the best-selling console of September, both in terms of units sold and money made, breaking the Nintendo Switch's 33-month streak. It's an article that comes from Game Informer. That I kind of knew that. I've known that the Switch has been selling well for a long time. But 33 months, the number one selling con- console was the Nintendo Switch. That's... Well, I mean, they haven't been able to get other consoles out. So, <laughs> I mean, you know. That's true. 33 months, though. That's that's way, way yeah. longer than the PS5 and the Xbox were out. I mean, it's well into the last generation. Um, when big games like The Last of Us Part Two and well, Ghost but, of Tsushima were coming but, out. But you think about, like, you know, how many people already had you know, PS4s at at that point. And then they had it fragmented between PS4 and the PS4 Pro. Same thing with the Xbox and the Xbox Series or Xbox One Series. What is the upgraded <laughs> Xbox, one? Xbox, Xbox One X. One X is that what it, whatever whatever yeah. the fuck that thing was called. Yeah. <laughs> you had that fragmented too. So if people were buying them, they're like, oh, I'll buy a PS4 Pro instead of the PS4. I'll buy the Xbox one x instead of the xbox one so i can understand how that would keep the switch in place because there's only one switch well except for the switch Lite. but a lot of people wanted mm-hmm. the, the a lot of people wanted the main switch and then they ended up buying a switch Lite anyway because you could only have one town in animal crossing so they needed another <laughs> one for their significant other or whatever I, I I need to stop for a second because in the video it looks like it says the sashing impkins on your shirt, uh, which is just kind of funny. <laughs> anyway, but yeah, like fra- <laughs> fragmenting, you know, fragmenting the uh, your consoles like that, like definitely probably put a damper on their overall sales to say that we are the number one console or whatever. So, yeah, maybe, but like I. You know, it just, I feel like when the Switch came out, number one, before the Switch came out, it's the standard Nintendo thing. There were a lot of people being like, oh, Nintendo, like poor Nintendo, they're going to fail. And then they didn't. But I still think that there was this like surprise to it where it's like, wow, I guess Switch is more popular than we thought. And then it just never stopped being popular. People are still going out and buying new ones. People are buying the OLED now. OLED. 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 <laughs> Guess who gets to edit this and cut all that out? OLED. I'm just going to start I'm saying gonna it randomly. I'm just going to I'm just going to cut all different words to you that you're like it is definitely OLED. OLED. 
OLED. Yeah, oh, OLED. OLED. I damn it. Yeah, damn you it. said it. You said it. Yeah, damn you can't it. cut I that out. It. All right. All right. Anyway. All right. Let's move on. Um, <laughs> so this is oh, this is going to be a lot of me talking. I know you're not super interested in these next two things, but at the DC Fandom, stupid name, God. But it's such a terrible name. Fandom, fandom, what the fuck, whatever. Um, they a bunch of announcements. Uh, we could get into the the Batman trailer for the movie or trailer yeah preview trailer for the movie but this is a video game podcast so let's talk about the two games that they showed more of gotham knights and uh suicide squad kill the justice league because they're two games that i'm super excited for they showed cinematic trailers for both of them pretty long intense trailers um, which revealed a lot about both of them answered some questions but they were cinematic trailers and so I'm still concerned. Both of them are listed for 2022, but I'm like, damn, no gameplay trailers yet. Like maybe E3, maybe they'll show them next E3, but that's a while away. I don't know. I'm a little bit worried about how, how soon we're going to see them, but Gotham Knights, the trailer showed, uh, the court of owls for the first time, finally fully revealed long standing rumor that that's going to, that was going to be the the villains and the court of owls is a, a group of villains that was um, introduced into the Batman universe about 10 years ago by Scott Snyder. I think it was. Um, and it's the, the concept behind them is that it's this longstanding secret society that's secretly behind the scenes been running Gotham city for centuries. And that Batman didn't know anything about. And then he starts kind of picking up on their trail and he's like outmatched by them, at least at first for, you know, quite a while, of course. Um, but in this game, Gotham Knights, Batman is dead. And I think this is an original title. Some of the designs look like, like very much like the other Arkham games. But some of the, it's notably different, I think, because number one, which I'm really happy about, the characters aren't ca- like caricaturized in the sense that like in the in the Arkham games, Everyone has like big boxy shoulders and square jaws and like their massive arms and like they all look slightly grotesque and inhuman. <laughs> These characters all look very human in terms of proportions and body shape and everything like that. But the more important thing I think that distinguishes this from the Arkham games is Penguin. They show Penguin and Penguin speaks and it's very much not the Penguin from the Arkham games. So I think design wise it has the same sort of gritty Gothamy look and feel as the previous Arkham games. But I think based on Penguin being completely different, having a completely different design and voice, I feel like this is a new story. And in this story, Batman supposedly is dead. I am not convinced of that. I think he might be kind of going like undercover, making the court of owls think that they killed him or think that he's dead and then kind of using that against them. But, uh, but it looks cool. It looks very exciting. The um, it's a, I think they called it a open world action RPG, I think is what they called it, which was interesting. I know you can co-op between the four players. The four four player characters are uh, the Red Hood, Robin, Nightwing, and Batgirl. Batgirl looks really cool. There's a shot that's a really cool shot of Batgirl turning around and she has a mask uh, from the Court of Owls on. So I'm super excited about that. I'm hoping... What do they mean by... um open open world action rpg like a like a just like a skill tree system or i think it's so 
the first trailer that they show because they there's a little bit behind the scenes stuff, but they didn't get into gameplay very much. But the first trailer that they showed, if I remember correctly, they talked about how it's going to be open world. So it's going to be like Arkham City, where you have access to the whole city and you kind of go around and follow different storylines. And I want to say they said it was like pop in and out co-op. So I think there's, yeah, there's going to be skill trees. There's going to be some form of like experience, you know, to unlock those skill trees. Mm. Um, and then I, I don't know if it's going to be two player co-op or four player co-op. Um, I'm not really sure what that's going to look like yet, but I don't know the idea that it's potentially like pop in out, you know, pop in, pop out co-op, I think would be really cool for someone, you know, I don't know you, you, you it, probably it, have no interest. Right it, it does. It does look really good. And it all, it, I, I can see that possibly being in game, like using like rendered, some of like, it. Yeah. It looks like it's like rendered. It looks like it's like footage, like like using all in-game assets sort of thing. But yeah, I see what you're saying about the characters. They do look, compared to the Suicide Squad one that I'm looking at right now, um, they definitely yeah. look, it looks more like movie-like where they mm-hmm. actually like, you know, have, they look realistic. They look like real people, not, car- like you said, caricatures. So, Yeah, the Suicide Squad one was interesting because um, they must have been kind of holding off with regards to the Suicide Squad movie that just came out on HBO from James Gunn to see how popular it was because the first trailer that they showed, it wasn't super closely tied to the movie and it still does seem like it's, it's its own thing, but they really lean heavily on the movie in the, in the, at least in the DC fandom trailer, because that had an introduction by Flula Borg who plays um, a character in the Suicide Squad and afterward, they show like a big trailer for the the Suicide Squad movie. So I feel like they're really the YouTube trailer for it is just the game, but the presentation at DC Fandom, Flula Borg was there again. Fandom, fan right? OLED, O L E D. But Flula Borg, this motherfucker. Okay, well, I don't want to get. Any, I don't want to get any spoilers. But you know what? I'm just gonna I'm gonna spoil something about the Suicide Squad. Okay. So if you haven't seen it and you want to see it, skip ahead like two minutes maybe. So Flula Borg. Oh, Lord. <laughs> You're going to spend like a minute, oh. 30 seconds talking about his name. And- Flula Borg plays a character um, whose name I'm fucking forgetting for some reason. Javelin. I think it's Javelin. And there's a, a whole big deal made out of the cast and how look at all these celebrities, all this go oh, cool. Fucking dies right away in the movie. He dies almost immediately. But he gave all these interviews beforehand, like with Conan O'Brien, where he's like, oh, yeah, I'm a superhero now. I had to get in shape I, for months and months. I worked on. And so I thought it was like a ruse. I thought he was doing it as like a joke because then you expect him to be in this movie a lot and he dies right away. But he's fucking ripped. Like in the opening, like he was introducing the the game. Muscul- he really did. He got in shape for that role. Fucking he's so he's just he's jacked now. It is funny to see. But um. He's not in the game. His character's not in the game. But uh, <laughs> Suicide Squad Kill the Justice League does look cool. And it really is them fighting against the Justice League. They clarify in that trailer that uh, they don't cl- they don't state it. But you can tell that something is wrong with the Justice League. Their eyes are like all kind of veiny and red. So something is like taking, you know, taking them over and is controlling them. Um, but we see the Flash. We see Superman. We see the Batmobile. We don't see Batman. Um, but 
you they really are it really is just like fighting them the penguin is also in that there's a very i was, I was gonna scene. say i just i got i just got to that point right now in the trailer <laughs> yeah that's that's pretty funny deborah wilson is playing amanda waller oh really which is yeah it's so funny to think because she will always be the chick from mad mad tv like that's mm-hmm. always what i'm gonna see her as and then she's playing things like she was in jedi um Fallen Order, I think that was the one that she was in. Um, and she's been in a couple other games and stuff. And it's just, I'm like, I don't associate her with anything other than Mad TV, unfortunately. Well, it's but. like Phil Lamar, too. Yeah. Like, he's yeah. a master voice actor, master actor, and mm-hmm. he's just forever going to be Mad TV for me. Yeah. Very, very interesting. Um, but Tara Strong, uh, the voice of the original Harley Quinn, is also going to be Harley Quinn in this. So it has a little bit of a, of a different feel than the movie, but also, again, I feel like they are trying to tie those two things together because the movie was more successful than they probably thought that it might be. Um, but we don't know as much about that one. I mean, I guess we don't know much about either of these, but um, the trailers looked very cool, I thought. So, yeah. yeah, watching them on mute, they looked pretty cool. So, <laughs> um. And then you're gonna you're gonna unmute it later, and it's just gonna be the worst voice. And be like, <laughs> hey, let's go fight some owls. That would be. Yeah. <laughs> we should do some overdubs of uh, of these trailers, just word for word, just our voices instead. <laughs> um, the big news, though. Hold on, I gotta interject for a second. So, <laughs> okay. just thinking about that, remind me of this of uh, this video. So, I was looking for, I was looking for, um. Uh, Diamonds of Pearls by Prince on YouTube mm-hmm. and I want because I wanted to watch the video and I came across the video and it's the song everything sounds fine and then when it comes to the vocals it was someone else singing the singing the song over it and it was so bad but great at the same time and I can't it got taken down because of a, a DMCA oh. And I can't find it anymore, but it was fucking hilarious. Anyway, sorry. I speaking of of something like that though, when I went to the dentist recently, um, like I went in and I like checked my things and and then the um the dental tech was like, Oh, you know, oh, I have to go go ch- set something up, I'll be right back. Do you want me to put on like a video or some music or something? And I was like, I- I'm fine, like whatever. And she's like, Oh, are you sure I can put something on? And it's that thing where I'm like, I'm probably fine, but I'm, okay, sure. Like I feel like I'm just kind of saying yes to just kind of you know placate the person so i'm like sure music music sounds fine and she's like okay well let me pull it up on youtube so she pulls up youtube and there's like all these different channels she's like so what kind of music you know do you like and i was like i i classic rock i guess is that's that's fine so she puts it on this like classic rock station on youtube or channel and i'm like listening to him like yeah okay good elton john and i was like wait a minute this sounds a little weird it's covers but it's like really close to the original but it's like almost worse because i know the original so well that i'm like no this hurts like what are you doing (laughs) and also again just like how old we are it's like it's like classic rock led zeppelin ozzy osbourne elton john nirvana what (laughs) Guns Those are separated by like fucking 20 to 30 years. Like, what do you, what? Yep. Classic rock. Yep. <laughs> Smashing pumpkins. Yep. Alanis Morissette. Yep. 
You are a hundred percent correct. Mm. Oldie. Then we need a new we need a new name for the other we need a new name for that era of like Elton John Led Zeppelin then. Like well, classic or rock. Classic. <laughs> I mean, you think about like it, well, uh, uh, now we're going on a goddamn tangent, like oldies. Like they didn't they didn't call the oldies the oldies when they like were newies. They they were just that was just music. <laughs> and then you know yeah. when classic rock was around, it was just those were the oldies, and it was just rock. And then as people got older, and there was new versions of rock like hair metal. Like that's not real rock. I want classic rock. So that's that's how those naming conventions came around. So our our generation of rock music would still just be called alternative rock, I guess. Yeah, should be. It should be. But now it's class. It's oldies. Yeah, it's it's, it's going to be oldies. I'll listen to the oldies, Eight, like 80s, the Beatles 80s. and Devo. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say eighties music is oldies. Almost. Yeah. We're almost at that era. Flock of seagulls, right up there with the fucking four tops. Yep. Like what? That's <laughs> Domino. <laughs> God damn it. Um, anyway, the big piece of news was just announced. Literally, we were getting set up. I was sending you a message, being like, "I need to stuff something in my face because I'm hungry." And Tab sent me a tweet by Concerned Ape, the developer of Stardew Valley, and it just said something like, "I have an announcement in one hour." And Tab had sent it to me at the hour point. And so I'm like, what? And there was a trailer attached. And it's to a game called, a new game from Concerned Ape called Haunted Chocolatier, which is, it's they should, I absolutely recommend looking it up if you're a Stardew Valley fan. We've mentioned Stardew Valley many times on this show before. And it's an, a quote-unquote early gameplay video, according to the tweet. But it shows a lot. It shows social engagements um like people chatting romance it shows the new job that you're going to have which is i say new job because it looks so much like stardew valley i don't know that this is it's obviously not a sequel to stardew valley but maybe a follow-up we i guess we might call it but it looks so much like stardew valley the art style the gameplay style there does look to be some new game game, uh, gameplay features i haven't watched i only watched the the trailer once because again it was right before we started recording but it looks like you can actually design um, like drag and drop and kind of copy and paste furniture and stuff on the inside of the the chocolate, t- chocolate the haunted chocolatier, I guess. I don't know. Um, but that seems really cool. There's a fucking ghost behind a counter. I don't know what that fucking ghost That's, is, but there's a ghost behind the counter. It's because it's haunted. It's, a, it's haunted. It's a ghost. It's so cute. It looks amazing. I love the characters, some of the new characters. I am going to go watch it right after this again, probably 14 times. But what's frustrating, and this is not, I shouldn't feel this way, and I'm not going to, other than this podcast, okay, listener, let's keep this a secret. Don't tell the developer concerned ape, but because it's a little toxic. But I'm so angry that at the end of the trailer, it says, in development. No, I need a date. Like, right, I need like a date right now. Just a window, something. God, in development. You're so needy. What does that mean? It's in development. It says it's an early gameplay video, but it's there's so much in there. It gives me hope. I'm like, oh my God, this is like a surprise drop. He's going to be like, happy Halloween. It's available now. But no, it says in development and it says early gameplay video. When did Stardew you know Valley how long come it out? Took him? When did Stardew Valley come out? 2017, I think. 2017. Like so Or 16. 17. It took him a long time years. to make that game though. 
Yeah, and it's been but five he, years since the last one. And when's the last time he's said anything publicly about anything? Well, he was working on like a supposedly a, a like Harry Potter wizarding kind of not Harry Potter, but like a wizarding magic Harry Potter esque sim of like Sardi Valley. Like you're in a town of magicians and you're going to wizard school or something like that. So did he give up development on that? Did it turn into this? I don't know. Maybe it's this. Maybe, maybe he decided to go against the wizardy and started going into the spooping. It could, could be. Yeah. Since wizarding Um, is so toxic right now. But that is true to quote Veruca Salt. I want it now. I want it right now. I want it now. I want it now. I don't know the rest of the words. But I, I was going to want it now. Okay. <laughs> I, was, I, was, I was curious. Are you, wait, the band or the, the movie? No, the movie. Yeah, it's okay. just like, I want it now. I want it right now. Something about squirrels and blah, blah, blah. I don't know if I can know. Um, but yeah, it looks amazing. If you like Stardew Valley, I can't imagine you, you wouldn't like this. It looks very much, again, it looks like a, a direct follow-up. So um, I'm already thinking, I'm like, who am I going to romance? There's a gothy looking chick. Mm. Yeah, let's go. Um, but let's move on to what we have been playing. You alluded to one thing, um, Back for Blood. Let's save that for the end because we've both been playing that. And it's probably the only thing you've been playing because you've been moving, right? Pretty much, yeah. Other than that and Coffee okay. Clicker running in the background on my laptop. Gotcha. Um, so I'll quickly, quickly. Quickly. I just can't talk quickly, TM. Um, talk about... Uh, what I've been playing outside of that, which is Far Cry 6 and Phasmophobia. Phasmophobia, uh, only for a little bit. I played with Tab and uh, their friend Taylor, um, who's a, a lot of fun to play with. We played a couple of days ago. That was the first time I'd played in like two weeks, though, because we've all been very busy. Um, the students that I was playing with, they've been very really busy, so I just haven't haven't been able to play, but it was a lot of fun. Um, and then Far Cry 6, I played quite a bit more of, I talked about it a lot last week, so I don't have too much new to say, except that I realized the other day that I'm fascinated by the like moral gray area that the game allows you to exist in, in many cases. So like the game doesn't have a morality system. It's not like, you know, you get good or bad points, you know, good or evil points or anything like that. But the game wants expects you to be good. You're a part of this like revolution. You're overthrowing this like dictator. These games always put you in this like hero position where you're helping to liberate an area. So you're a good guy, right? And so I'm walking along, trudging along, and I see, as you often do, like you see these um, enemies, these ba- bad enemy soldiers like doing bad things. And so you can ignore them. You can fight them and kill them, whatever you want to do. I'm walking, I'm like, cutting my way through a bunch of like houses and yards and stuff like that. And there's this soldier torturing this woman in her backyard, like torturing her and saying things like, I'll stop if you just tell me what I want to know, all that like very cliche stuff. And she's crying, obviously, obviously in pain. And it's like in her own backyard. And so of course I can't let that stand. So I get my machete, you know, bury it deep in this guy's neck, take care of him. Um, she's crying afterwards and, and I'm, I'm a hero. I saved her. I mean, she's a poor farmer and I'm telling her, I'm like, you, no one should have to go through that. This is terrible. You're just trying to help the community. She had these cute little baby chicks in her yard, adorable, um, to be subjected to torture for what, you know, like what kind of, what, what could she possibly know? So I had to save her. 
And then I had to go inside of her house and loot it and just pillage it from top to bottom. <laughs> steal her medicine, her money, her metal. Give me all of your shit. I saved your life. <laughs> I'll pay up. And like... The game doesn't punish you for that. You know what I mean? Again, it's like this weird gray area because you're expected to be a hero, all these opportunities to do this great stuff. And then you're also like, I'm going to take your life savings. Those 20 pesos that you were saving under your bed for a fucking rainy day, that stack of medicine that I know that you probably need, especially since you're in the back, in your backyard, your dirty backyard with open wounds. I'm taking it as my... So good job, Joey. There's good job. that. <laughs> but I think it, there is something there that I think we could have a much longer discussion about with regards to like your own internal morality with these games. Because if the game punished me for that, like Bethesda games do, I can't just waltz into anyone's house and take their stuff because I will get in trouble for it, right? So I don't do that stuff. But if the game doesn't punish me, I'm a little bit more inclined to be like. Well, it's just a game, right? I'll just take who she doesn't really need this medicine. She's just gonna respawn later and be tortured. Remember again. That's re- fine. remember their games aren't political, Joey. They're just games. That's They're just true. fun. They're this just one is times. super political. I actually did get to some really interesting stuff in the story that is is making both the main villain and the primary conflict more complicated. So so it is definitely is very, very political. But um Let's talk about Back for Blood because we played that a couple of days ago with Tab and our friend Paul, who were on the last episode. Um, and we had we played for quite a while. We didn't get very far though. Because... Oh no, we did not get very far <laughs> at all. So we played the beta when it came out. Uh, what was that like two months ago ish? Something like that. Yeah, um, August I think. Yeah. So and we. You know, it was a little rough going at first, you know, getting kind of the swing of things and how the game controls because, you know, it's a standard, not a standard. We were playing so many different games at the time, so it was like trying to get into the control scheme and all that stuff. And then once we got a hang of it, like we're just plowing through uh, the axe, like no problem, like not even getting incapacitated or anything like that. So then it comes to actually playing the game and we're all set, ready to go and first first set of missions you do or the first set of missions that you do in the, the beta and we're like, all right, sweet, we got this. Hey, this isn't there. Hey, this seems a lot harder. Hey man, these enemies are spawning like way faster. Wow. They're, they're throwing a lot of big guys at us. Oh, we're dead. <laughs> yeah. It was fucking hard. Like we suspected that like some of the balancing might be kind of weird because like you said, we were we had gotten to the point when we were doing the beta that we were so good at it that it wasn't really a, like even the boat in the in the one of the is it the second or the third act or not act but the second or third section it's the a, boat it's, was it's so la- fucking hard. It's the last section in the first act. Okay. Or whatever, however um, they call it, it's the fourth thing in that first part. Yeah. It was so hard when we first tried it, and then we just really got a method down. We got a method down for the church. We were breezing past the quarry, like the final section, the little, the last area of that first, you know, chunk of the game. We were that we were within like two or three minutes. We're done. We're like out, barely scratch on us. And so we joked at the time about, well, what if the developers see this and they're like, "This is too easy. We got to really fucking." And they did because we played it on recruit, and there was just like 
I swear to God, nonstop big guys coming after us. Like it was in the in the when we played the beta in the summer, it was like when the horde would come out, there'd be a big guy, or like toward the end. With this one, it was like we're in the early part of the stage, we're looking for ammo and stuff, and it's like big guy. Okay, phew, got him. All right, let's move to the next big guy. Oh, big guy. Oh, there's another big guy. There's two oh, of them. Two, two big one, guys. One's back coming to from back. behind. What the? F- and yeah, in the summer they did. They did not come from behind. They, they were always. There's no. And now they just come from all. Di- oh, man, they're just coming from like the like when we were, when we were doing like the little bog section. They're just coming out of the woods. I hadn't even seen that before. Like literally like, here, and I'm like. Sounds like it's coming from over there, but we can't get over there. And all of a sudden, you see it's climbing over and just like falling. Uh-huh. I'm like, oh, great. Cool. It's going to explode right there. Yeah. In the part, in like the train yard where we have to um, turn on like a gravel filler or something and oh, it fuck. pours a bunch of gravel, gravel out. In the, again, when we were playing the beta, we had a system down. We were like, all right, they're, they come from two places. They come from over the train car or they come from over the wall. So like you two take care of the train car. You two take care of the wall. We're going to set up some like barbed wire and all that stuff. And so this time we get all set up and we're like, all right, here we go. We're ready. And guess who's coming from the fucking windows in the office right behind us. And from oh, back in the other part of the train area where we just came from fucking zombies all over the place. Ridden. ridden. Uh, They're not zombies. They're ridden. God. O L E D. Um, (laughs) But yeah, that it was, but I do love it. I think we had a, a blast. It's a lot oh, yeah. of fun. Yeah. They need some some balancing, I think, for sure. I did, <laughs> Because then I, it got easy. I just love how we were telling Paul, like, oh, yeah, no, we got this. We got this. We just wait until the, 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 the fairy yeah. part. Like, as, as it was getting harder, it's like, oh, man, the fairy part's going to suck. Like, because mm-hmm. you only get one continue. So when you die, like, you have to continue one more time from where you left off. And then you have to start, like, start over Basically, you just start. You could start from where you left off, but you start with new. Uh, you start with the base weapons and all that stuff. You don't. You have your progress carry over, and we're like, oh fuck! If this if this gravel part was as hard, the boat. Because even during the beta, the boat would be difficult sometimes. Mm-hmm. If you just get caught up in someone, like, oh god, this is gonna be ready, Paul. This is it's gonna be really hard, and we just breeze through it the first shot. <laughs> yeah, because I the other challenging parts like the the part with the church or the part with the quarry at the end it's all centralized so you're in the same place but in the boat you have to go pick up the bombs in one location like on the bridge and then run them all the way across the deck of the boat downstairs and then into like the lower parts of the ship and plant two different bombs and then you only have 60 seconds 60 60 60 seconds seconds to get out back and in that 60 seconds, guess what? Fucking zombies all over the place. Big guys all over the place. Like it's if you don't get off the ship, then you just fucking die. So like that part to me was always the hardest part. And then Except like you the, said, we walk in. Yeah. Tab tab ran down, did the first bomb in the front. I'm like, oh, we should have done the, the first bomb in the back. But that's OK. We'll got this. I go back there and tab and I are running back and no zombies didn't come across anything. Yeah. And it's just like, oh, Fuck. OK, well, and we still have like. All right, we still got 15 seconds till this boat blows up and just keep murdering zombies. I'm sorry, ridden. Yeah. I keep saying I keep saying another wrong name. It's zombies. God damn. No, they're ridden. Like... They're ridden. No, it's no. We're ridden of the stupid words that mean zombies. Um, that doesn't make sense. No. Nope. But after that, I thought it got pretty easy, which again makes me think that it's a balancing issue where 
the parts that they tested, they were like, we need to make them harder, but then they didn't adjust and say, well, the rest of the game probably needs to be harder. Cause well, I feel like it as, definitely... as we were playing more, like it was kind of re ramping our difficulty up. So I think it yeah. does adjust it on the fly. Um, because you know, after the, that first part in the, in the second chapter, like it was pretty easy. And then as it went on, like we were definitely getting stomped and, you know, multiple times after a little yeah. bit. Um, yeah, they need to, they need to do a little, little balancing on that to maybe ramp it a little slower. I don't know. It just seemed like after that first level, all of a sudden it was just like all gas, like, and that's it. Like you're in it now. You guys think you know what you're fucking doing. I think you're so fucking cool. One of the parts I did like though, and it's a bit of a spoiler. So if you don't want any, even like gameplay sections spoiled, go ahead and skip ahead a couple minutes. But one of the parts that I thought was the most fun was it's a scene called Barroom Blitz and you go into a bar and you have to turn on a jukebox and it started blasting the Ace of Spades. My motorhead. And which it, was so fun. Yeah, it was not I was not expecting that at all. I was expecting just yeah. you know generic ass butt rock coming out of it or something mm-hmm. like that. Nope, Ace of Spades and it's just like all of a sudden just hordes and hordes of zombies. And, but that's the thing is like, no, go ahead. Go ahead. No, you first. I was going to say like, you see like a, a trailer and they would play music and you'd be like, oh, wouldn't that be fun if you actually got to like fight a bunch of zombies to like licensed music, classic rock, as you might say. <laughs> um, and, and you can, you actually can. It was, it was a lot of fun. Now imagine doing that scene without having the jukebox break. Yeah. Yeah. More fun. Fun or, zombies. Or play it on Nightmare. Yeah, there's oh, there, okay. there's, there's trophies for beating on the hardest difficulty, um, which we're we're having trouble beating on the easiest difficulty, and uh, <laughs> yeah, we're not we're, even we're like maybe ten percent through the game. And yeah, we're we like it's hard, <laughs> <laughs> too hard, and we're and we're crude. again. We're on easy. Jeez. Yeah, that you guys had me double check and make sure I set it to the right thing, and I, I was like, like nope, I, sure? I yeah. set it to the right difficulty. Yeah, it's really fun though. I'm really enjoying it. it uh, is, yeah. I just have to not play it's, it with headphones on because apparently I was swearing really loudly. Thankfully, our new dot downstairs neighbor didn't hear me like yelling "fuck" repeatedly. <laughs> yeah, I look forward to playing more. I think it's going to be. I mean, really, it, it, it in the best ways feels like Left for Dead. Um, I know there's some complaints that some of the special zombie types aren't, you know, quite as. There's, unique and yeah, yeah there's something about them that's like they don't i know like they're just like kind of doing what they already did and just kind of like renaming them but they don't feel some of them don't feel as threatening as they once did like the boomer right. doesn't seem as like i don't know i don't know just some the, the the spitter definitely the spitter one doesn't seem as like threatening as it once did uh, but there is that stalker one that grabs you and then pulls you into other rooms. That's really fucked up. Uh, but even then, like that, that, that was the smoker in, in Left 4 Dead. And that, like you said, oh, yeah. seemed more threatening because that tongue might come out of nowhere. True. And yeah. Just start dragging you to it. And you have to find out where the tongue is. You have to find where the tongue it. is to get rid of it. Yeah. Not yeah. the person. Yeah. Hmm. Um, we haven't run into a, a witch. What is it called in this? I one? forgot what it's called, but we were about to. It sounds it, like it witch. Was the yeah. next thing. Um, but that one, I mean, it's probably not going to have the, the crying and that was one of the creepiest parts. And like, you hear it and you're just yeah. like, no one fucking move. Do not fucking, 
let's figure out where this thing is. Um, but regardless, it's still most of the same kind of zombie type. So it just feels like a new Left 4 Dead game. And I'm, I'm, I'm all, here yeah, for it. I'm all for it. And Rip Paul. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> oh, man. We, yeah, that, they should fix that. So at the end of that bar scene that we talked about, um, a Humvee, like if you last long enough, a Humvee shows up and it's like, get in the Humvee. And so we were all, it's just fucking exhausted. We're low on ammo. We're just really fucking torn up. And so we're like, go to the Humvee, go to the Humvee. So we rush out and get in the Humvee and poor Paul gets knocked down. And we're all in the Humvee and we're like, okay, who's going to go out and get him? And we're like, oh, Tab, Tab's got the most health. So you're up, you got to go save him. And then Tab's like, I can't, I can't get out. And I'm like, what, really? And we all try to get out and we can't, you can't get out. So... We just had to sit there and let Paul slowly get eaten. <laughs> it, was so, it was so sad. I'm sorry, Paul. It was an honor. I feel like death. we always have these stories of yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, that was fun. So so expect more gameplay stories from Back for Blood. Um, but let's talk about our our main course, our main topic of discussion today, which is going to be Grand Theft Auto Three, inspired by the recently announced. Trilo- trilogy remaster what is it called the ultimate um, edition or something no uh definitive edition i think definitive yeah um of the original trilogy this is not going to be a comprehensive like history of behind the scenes kind of thing i just wanted to talk about our memories because again it's one of the earliest memories that i have of our friendship and i feel like with you in particular it's particularly important um because it really made you fall in love with Rockstar and I mean I, that well, style of game. I no, I I I was I was pretty fervent for this game because I, I well so okay, I I started I mm, so I heard about Grand Theft Auto like the first one like when it was coming out I was like seeing it in like magazines and stuff like that I'm like ah oh, that sounds really cool you know being a edgy teenager that I was um and then like I didn't have a PC that could run it at the time which is sad because that game is not very intensive at all but I couldn't I didn't have a PC I could run it at the time so I was excited that they were going to release it on the PlayStation 1 and I'm like ah oh, sweet I'll finally get to get to play it and got to play it and I fucking fell in love with that game even though it's just rudimentary just dumb fucking I I barely ever played the story because it was really hard. Um, so I would just like, you know, mess around with it all the time. And I just fell in love with it. And then I finally got a PC. I could play it. I got the PC version and was doing some like online deathmatch stuff with people. And like, that was pretty hmm. cool. Yeah. I had, a, it had an online s- system. It had a deathmatch where you could play with maybe like four, up to four people, I think. But it was like, so it was basically you're in the whole city and which it was kind of a big map and like you weren't really put next to each other. You had to, you just had an arrow pointing to the other person and you had to basically go find them and you know, you'd be walking across the entire city or driving across. Then they had like checkpoint races and stuff like that, but it wasn't really like set up very well. But I mean, that was like, you know, 2000 internet game at the time. Um, so yeah, then Grand Theft Auto 
Uh, I never really played any of the London ones. I got them for when I bought like one of the trilogy collections that came in like the expansion pack stuff. Um, I did play a little bit of Grand Theft Auto 2, which was really neat. It was, I actually rendered a lot of the stuff in 3D. It was still top down, but it actually like had 3D models. Um, so like when they announced in whatever magazine it was that there was going to be a 3D version for the PlayStation 2, I was like super excited. I'm like, oh yeah, like, you know, because that's what I always wanted, like, was a 3D version of it. And like the driver games were kind of close. Like you had the driving, but you didn't have like the running and all that stuff. And then driver two, the running, and it was just terrible. Um, but that's what I wanted. I wanted like that driving with like a good action game too. And so, yeah, when I was like seeing like the screenshots of it and like, I was just like, ah, super excited for it. And then it was like supposed to come out in September of 2001. And then September 11th happened and it got pushed back and we got really upset that it got pushed back for like a couple weeks. Uh, Yeah. I think it shows how naive we were. I remember us talking about um, because there was an airport in the game but you couldn't fly planes at the time. You couldn't even go in the airport. Right. And I remember us thinking, Oh, they must've taken that out because of the, because we had heard that they had made some changes to the game based on the nine 11 attacks. But I think everything I've read says that no, like there's no way they would have taken out that much. Yeah. So basically weeks of delay, there's actually a YouTube channel that I, I follow. It's of Vladim M and, uh, he does basically like deep, deep dives into like all the Grand Theft Auto series and stuff like that. And, um, they try to, he tries to try to find as much information as possible. Um, based on like comparing like beta screenshots versus magazine versus final game and like all that stuff. And like going through the source code and trying to figure out as far as that, there was stuff cut out. Uh, the dark hell stuff did get, get cut. Um, dark hell was like a bum that was, going to give you like terrorist type missions those end up just being the kill frenzies um a lot or a lot of them got moved to just being kill frenzies and i think el burro um missions ended up being uh some of those some of the stuff that got cut was kind of tame uh it wasn't really like they just kind of did it as a precaution uh but as far as the 9-11 stuff specifically with the plane i think they took out collision with certain buildings with the plane i think that was all that they did really uh so you couldn't you know fly the dodo into because they knew people were going to be able to fly the dodo because that was a thing uh they just didn't want people to fly it into a building because you know 9-11 um could you fly the dodo in the original yeah the original release really yeah you could fly the dodo because there was a there was a, a stat tracker that tracked how long you could fly the dodo for I think the longest I ever flew was like 10 minutes. Wow. I don't remember that. It's, so it was, the, it was, was kind the of a glider. So basically it was kind of, you treat it like the Mario Cape where you had like dip down and then go back up and then dip down and go yeah. back up sort of thing. But yeah, you could, you could fly it for ever if you were good enough at it, but you had to land it for the stat to count. So interesting because the only flying I remember doing was the tank three was the tank. <laughs> it's sort of, it's sort of like the tank. It was sort of like that okay. where you kind of like just dip it up and down. So the tank um, for, for listeners who may have never played Grand Theft Auto at the time of release, 
there was a it's not really a glitch i don't think it's just an exploit of the physics system where you could if you took the tank in the game and pointed the turret backwards and started firing non-stop you could get enough velocity that if you were able to hit some kind of ramp going fast enough you would launch into the air and then if you continued to fire it would sort of act like a rocket and so you were basically like a flying tank you were moving with a lot of velocity but you couldn't really steer um you could steer a little bit but it was very easy to lose control and so we spent fucking hours trying to like get on top of buildings try to land in the football stadium which we did a lot of those things mm-hmm. we landed in the football stadium and we're, I think we were able to get out and our character was like what waist deep in the, in the grass and the yeah. graphics because it wasn't there. You were not intended there, to get, yeah, there was no collision. Stadium. The collision detection wasn't where it was supposed to be in, in the, in the stadium. But uh, that kind of like hijinks was a, that was for me the biggest attractor. Like I liked the game, the story, the gameplay and everything, but the idea of having this quote unquote open world, which now we look back and we're like, eh, it's kind of a pseudo open world because the three sections of the map loaded separately. But like it's regardless at that time, it felt massive. It felt like a, it did feel like an open world because one chunk of the map was huge and would take a long time to like run around and find stuff and drive and everything. And it, so, and it felt like a living city. It felt like, you mm-hmm. know, there was like actual, like, even though it was like super rudimentary, it felt like there was like a clockwork system behind it. Like everything seemed like, you know, there it was like actually populated by people. There was cars and all that stuff and people would do things even if it was just walk, straight up walking around. Uh, but my, 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 the earliest memory of it was when we got it. Um, we, we went back after work to my place and played it. And the first thing, like one of the first things we did was we beat up a bum with a baseball bat and he dropped like mm-hmm. a couple thousand dollars, which we thought was like yeah. the craziest thing. Like, oh my God, he had so much money. And then we were like trying to kill other people and like they didn't have as much. Like, oh, that was a special bum. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it was a magic bum. Magic he was about bum. to give us a terrorist mission. Nope, we just took his money. Yeah, yeah that, but as cliche as it was, that was, you know, morbidly thrilling at the time. That whole joke <laughs> about like going to a prostitute and having sex and then killing her. We did that in part because that was part of the controversy. So we were like, I get it. We could try it. The thing is, though, that we would do it. And then I'm like, I feel bad. That <laughs> she, she was just doing her job. You know what I mean? And like, I didn't do it anymore after that. I don't do it now. If I if I have sex with a prostitute in GTA five, I'm like. Have a nice day. I like how you just specify in GTA you know I mean? five <laughs> or four or whatever. Oh, oh, oh yeah. In a yeah, game, yeah, in a in game. game, in a game. Absolutely. Yeah. In oh. real life, I still kill them and take their money. No, I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> they should not be, should not be joking about that. It's Halloween. It's spooky season. You got to make morbid. Spoops dark, and goose. Dark Spoops and goose. Uh, anyway. um, but no, like that stuff or, or like perching yourself on a building and going on like a shooting spree it was so unique at the time. Like there's, there was nothing else like it. And so just doing that. And, but the thing, like I said, I don't do that anymore. Getting into a bus. I remember going back to the 2d ones, you know, you mentioned those cause we did, we, we played the multiplayer and I was like 
kind of like the single player stuff, I didn't get into it that much because I found the two dimensional top down view to be confusing. Mm-hmm. I'd be like, is this, am I, can I go under this building? Can I go under this thing? Like, it well, was hard not, not to, to mention too, it was like total, it was tank controls. It wasn't like free movement. Like yeah. you turned using the left and right and then you hit X to run forward right and triangle to run backwards not like drive like run backwards mm-hmm. as a person walking around which trying to think about going back to that now like i don't think i could do it like they basically took like WASD controls and like transferred it to well i don't even think that was WASD at the time i think that was straight up arrow uh controls because that was before WASD became a like an, a, a standardized Standard, thing yeah yeah, and it was so it was just very confusing, um, but there was something thrilling to the uh, the, the um, options that you had, the like the the variety, the idea that like you can jump into any car. I remember that was one of the big things. Was like if the cops start chasing you, you can steal that bus, and I I would. I'm like, how does a bus drive? So I jump in a bus and be like. Oh wow! It can handle. It's slow. It takes a little bit to get up to speed, but I can like plow through some stuff once I start going. That stuff was all cool. And then when we got the 3D version, the same thing. I was like, oh, like you can get into a, a police car, you can get into an ambulance, you can do those jobs. Mm-hmm. And there were like certain things. I think back and I'm like, there were no achievements, but I felt like there were because there were things that you you get like money for them. So I was like, I want to see if I can be an ambulance driver for a couple days and just. Go save people, and well, it was you, fun. You, you get the you you wouldn't get achievement. You get the bonuses. You'd get like if you did all yeah. the if you did all the ambulance missions, you got like full health things back at your apartments. And if you did yeah. all the taxi missions, you got the special taxi. And you did all the police, you got police armor back at the thing. You know, you you got things for doing things. Um, right. No matter how uh, the fire truck missions too, but no, they're all fucking pain in the ass. Everything was so goddamn hard. Um, but yeah, like I, that, that game, like it doesn't hold up. Like I've gone back and tried to play it and like, <laughs> you know, just trying to scale a wall or, you know, swim, uh, you forget, you can't just do touch any of it. water. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Oops. I got my shoes wet. Dead. Wasted. Dead. <laughs> um, yeah. Um, that, that, those games are really, uh, probably San Andreas is the, easiest one to get back into because it was modernized enough at the time um but yeah vice city and gta3 definitely like it's really hard to go back to those like basic systems so that's why i'm really interested to see like how they are because they've talked that they're they're updating it and modernizing it like i'm assuming they're probably gonna put those games into the new engine maybe I don't know. Really? Wow. I, I I'm assuming because they they said they 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 were going to modernize it, but they're still going to try to keep it as much to the original as possible. So I wouldn't be surprised if they were doing like all that stuff that those modders have been doing, which is probably why they've gotten those taken down. Like um, all the people who are putting you know GTA three and whatever into like you know GTA five engine and all that stuff and like porting it over. I wonder if they've been doing this for a while. And now that it's getting closer to release, they're like, now we, this is going to dip into our sales. We need to, we need to put the kibosh on these. We've let it go long enough sort of thing, which makes sense now why they would be doing that. Because I mean, they let it fly under the radar for a decade now, uh, all those mods. 
So either that or they're maybe just doing it in the GTA San, uh, yeah, the San Andreas engine. Maybe not so much the, the GTA 5 engine. Uh, maybe they're putting all those into, into that engine. I don't know. But I'm really interested to see like what their what their plan is for it. Um, when is that coming out? Is it? I think it just says 2022. So it's I oh that's right I think got no wait is it mm. I'm gonna fact check you talk a little bit let me okay you reminisce yeah I I'm very curious like if that's the case I will I might actually replay them if it's just they look better you know what I mean like and there's a different save system or something I'm not super interested in that because like you said I've tried to go back and I have great memories with them they were amazing and groundbreaking at the time but they're they are hard to play today and I think about that in terms of how we we study video games um, and like as a video game scholar as someone who studies them and teaches them and like teaches with them it's hard it, it, it there's a challenge there that does not exist with other mediums with film there's there are some barriers that you have to overcome so if I tried to teach my students um, using film which I have done in the past and I showed them a, a, I was like let's watch psycho together it's in black and white so that's a barrier because my students are used to color the sound is going to sound a little bit hissier and less realistic the dialogue is going to sound you know very area and time specific so that's going to be a little bit of a barrier but for the most part film like film has been film since the beginning there were huge strides that were made between obviously like 1900 and 1930 and 40 but once film found its its groove a film is a film a film from 1974 is going to have is going to be about the same length it's going to be you know using the same techniques of cutting and editing and mise-en-scene and all that stuff and so our a student wouldn't need to know much more to watch a movie and understand it and maybe even appreciate it but with video games, trying to have students play older games, like I have them play the Oregon Trail for one assignment, and it's usually a really good assignment. I get a lot of really great papers from it, but occasionally I get these papers that where the student just can't get over how old it is, and they end up writing a lot about like, it's just really old, it feels old, it doesn't control, it's not like a new game, and I'm like, I get that, and I think Grand Theft Auto would be even worse in a way, because it's 3D, and I think the expectations for how you can move around and and just exist in a 3D world with modern day games, you can't do so much of that. Like you said, you can't scale a little two foot wall. You can't touch water. You can't dive out of your car. Oh that, God. Yeah. You know, I completely was, forgot about that. It, you just it becomes such second nature. Like, Oh no, my car's on fire. Let me jump out in fucking grand theft auto three. You had to come to a complete stop. You had to stop your car and then get out. And so if you saw your car on fire and you were going too fast, you were like, I'm fucking dead. There's no way my car is going to stop in time. Um, and so just little tweaks like that, that we've become so accustomed to playing, you know, and studying a game like that is hard because you can't recreate your brain at that time. You can't appreciate the game like you did at the time when that was new. It's so much harder to get like the context needed to understand why that game was so good and special um, at the time of release. Whereas with a movie, again, movies in theory are timeless. Maybe, maybe it'll feel a little bit outdated. Maybe it feels like the story is paced differently, slightly 
not like games though. The 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 barrier is just so much higher. And it came out twenty years ago. Not that not that long, you know. Twenty years ago. Yeah. Twenty, 20 years, years ago. ago. Twenty almost exactly, right? Yeah, was, it, that's what they said. Well, yeah, because it was twenty twenty oh one is when it came out. So for the three D versions. Or when they started. Okay, so looking at this uh, Kotaku article that was posted uh, five days ago, uh, data miners have apparently gone into the servers uh, or the Rockstar like store servers and found some information out. Um, it seems like uh, da, 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 three kind of cities, three epic stories. Da, 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 da. Uh, now across the board enhancements, including brilliant new lighting and environment upgrades, high resolution textures, increased draw distance. GTA five style controls and targeting and much more. Um, so it does seem like it has an updated control system. So they might be putting it in, into this current engine. Uh, Hmm. and from the looks of it here, people, uh, have determined that it might be coming out in November, uh, with the, uh, iOS and the, uh, Android versions coming out in January because there is a, Uh, by purchasing the trilogy uh, from Rockstar Games by January 5th, 2022, you'll receive a $10 discount on your next purchase through Rockstar Game Launcher, Rockstar Web Stores, da 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 da, da. So it seems like they're giving you a window of opportunity to get a discount uh, later on if you buy it from Rockstar directly. And uh, it does have um, a pretty heavy minimum requirements, requirements uh, Intel Core i5, uh, AM, uh, 2700 AMD FX 6300. I don't know what those are gigahertz wise, but, um, at least a video card with two gigs of Ram or two huh. gigs of onboard memory. So GTX 760. So not super intensive, but not also not like, you know, the original specs of the game also requires 45 gigs of storage. Uh, where the three games where the original three combined, uh, were five gigs. So (laughs) take that into consideration. Wow. Uh, they, they, um, probably, they probably think it might be uncompressed audio as well as, uh, the higher res textures is probably what is taking up a majority of that. So, yeah. I'm a draw distance too. I mean, now you can see so much more of the city. I'm assuming probably zero load between, between maps, which is, That'd be that'd be great on on the first two for sure, uh, but I'm yeah. I, I'm really kind of excited to go back and play it, even if it's kind of janky and whatever, like just to kind of go back and kind of relive it, I guess, sort of how I remember it. I'm, I'm assuming that's probably what it's going to be like, rather than like what it actually was. Well, that first game, Grand Theft Auto Three, which is our our focus, was so heavily influenced by like Martin Scorsese movies. Did we have our big Martin Scorsese, Scorsese, why do we pick all these words that I'm not sure how to, it's, I hear people say Scorsese and Scorsese. Um, Marty S. Did Marty. we go through our big Marty S phase? Yeah. Before we, or after GTA? It, it was around that time. I think we were, we were getting into it to kind of like ramp ourselves up for it. Yeah. Uh, we're watching like Goodfellas and Casino. I love Casino. I think Goodfellas more, yeah, Goodfellas. And then like, as we were like nearing Vice City, we started watching some of like the 80s stuff like Scarface and whatnot. Yeah. So. Yeah, that I, and I love that vibe from that first movie that like 
very classic stereotype, like Italian mafia kind of vibe, New York City. I loved that so much. So maybe I will go back and play it. I wasn't really super hyped for it, but you know, revisiting it and thinking about it a lot, I'm like, man, it was it was such a good game at the time. It just doesn't age well. But I mean, it really was groundbreaking. There were open world games before GTA, but I mean, it not, has absolutely not, set the standard. Yeah, not quite to that scale. Like, right. Yeah, things. Have, yeah, for sure. Things were trying to do what it did, but just couldn't do it quite as like they could do like one thing well, and then like everything else like suffered, or you know, like they or just half-assed like all of it. Like GTA Three seemed to be like the perfect package. Like everything seemed like great about it. With the exception yeah. of the the shooting, the shooting always seemed like a little off, but you know you were able to look past that with everything else that they were doing at the time, like the driving always seemed so, like really good, like everything else like seemed really good, like just the i I enjoyed the the broken physics of that game sometimes mm-hmm. <laughs> um i did, and just constantly trying to break the game in one way or another, like trying to get to the other island beforehand and all that yeah. stuff. I to go back to the controversy that you mentioned earlier I remember it's so funny to think now with Grand Theft Auto 5 you have a character who's like a meth dealer meth addict who like wakes up in like a drug haze in in his underwear there's like scenes where people are explicitly having sex explicit nudity and you go back to some of the dumb controversies (laughs) like even just with the very first game the my first memory of the original Grand Theft Auto was a little tiny insert in I think it was like Rolling Stone magazine where it was like new video games stirs controversy and it was about how in this game Grand Theft Auto you could like do drug deals and like kill police and stuff and that to me as a young I was probably let's see that was 97 I was probably like 15 or 16 I was like Number one, like it didn't seem like that big of a deal. But number two, there was a game called Drug Wars on, um, I think it might have been on PC, but I I knew it from my my TI calculator because you could get it on your cal, and that was the game that everyone wanted on their calculator in high school was Drug Wars, where you could like set the prices for drugs and deal drugs and stuff, and like that was controversial too. But no one cared all that much, and then suddenly it's in a a video game that kids can play on a playstation 2 um and it was this huge controversy and i feel like that's never really died down but the games have gotten i mean in grand theft auto 3 san andreas or grand theft auto 3 in san andreas that was where the hot hot coffee mod happened right the hot coffee controversy where it was cut from the game but there was a scene where you took a woman back to your apartment it was a sex mini game Pretty much. Yeah. And you had sex with her. And that was, oh my God. And cut from the game. Reminder, not in the game, not in the actual release. And it was well, this huge controversy. So, and I'm like, well, no, the, 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 the controversy, well, the main controversy was that it bypassed the sensors because they took out the trigger, but left the stuff in the game. That was why it was like, because it was technically in the game, you just couldn't access it by normal means. And right. that's, and then, you know, once Fox News got a hold of it and, saw that someone could have sex in a video game for kids, this mature rated game that should only be sold for to people kids. 17 and up. Uh, kids could get a hold of that. But never mind if they can get a hold of your gun. That's that's a different that that's a different yeah. issue. Anyway, 
Uh, well, that's why I was framing it that way is because that's how the news stations like Fox News were framing it was there's this scene in this game that your your kids can play. And it's like, but that but it's not like it's not really it's cut from the game. They would have to get that mod. Good luck fucking getting that on the PS2. Like, yeah, I think that you, you had to, like gonna... you had the game shark it and like who had a, who had a game shark besides me mm-hmm. and for P- yeah. play, PlayStation 2. Come on. Seriously. Yeah. Yeah. But um, anything else? I feel like there's so much. I I mean, you know, I I would like to do a full like retrospective on GTA at one point or another. But I mean, like I said, there's there's plenty of YouTube videos to like do that and just watch them. And like I said, the the Vladimir stuff is really good. I don't like the guy that narrates it. Uh, but he's yeah, fuck that guy. The main guy is like the guy who does all the work is Russian, so he doesn't you know speak English very well. So to have him do it would be kind of weird. Um, but the the videos are like super in depth. Like he goes like he goes in too and like talks about like all the stuff that got cut from like the the last remasters that they put out and like all that stuff and even how like the the differences between like the the remasters that they originally released versus the ones that they just released like a couple of years ago, like how those are different even and how those are worse than the the remasters they put out before. Um mm-hmm. but no, it's definitely like interesting to go in or like to like to see all this information that like you had no clue about uh just like all these unused assets in the games and like all that stuff and just like uh just source code that's not being utilized and have com- like weird comment sections and stuff like that and going through and like reading like pre pre-release like you know articles and magazines and then making references to something that never actually comes up in the game. And then going back and talking to those developers now and be like, I have no fucking clue what it was even like we were, you know, that stuff like that got scrapped. And then like, we just kind of forgot about it sort of thing. And then like, just totally lost to memory. And like, I don't even remember what we were referencing sort of thing. And I think that highlights the importance of like digital archiving and stuff that some historians and, internet scholars are doing because that stuff is so easily lost. If there are no developer journals that they keep, like you said, it's just, do you remember when you get doing why you didn't do that? It's like, no, not really. Cause it's a collaborative thing. Right. So there might've been like five people involved in that decision. Maybe you didn't have much of an investment in it. Maybe the other people don't want to talk about it or maybe it wasn't important to them. So yeah, like, and that's why I do, I do, lament the fact that video game development is so secretive that these companies are so possessive of their development process. You know what I mean? So um, I wish they were more transparent. I wish there was more records out there. Um, I, I will probably do another episode for vice city and one for San Andreas as well at some point. But like you said, it would be nice to do like a full retrospective to look at like the history of the series to look at, um, I think Grand Theft Auto 4 is like probably the one that gets ignored the most. Uh, so to talk about that game a little bit. I mean, it's weird um, because like that game, like that was, that was super revolutionary, but yeah, like other than, other than that, like other than no leaf clover or three leaf clover, like it's kind of, yeah, it's kind of forgotten the time sort of thing. Like it did do some stuff, but I don't, I don't think about it. Yeah. it, it I mean, like we played the shit out of it still yeah um but not not i don't mm. no we played the shit out i of mean 
There's no grant that we played the online quite a bit. Yeah. We just kept flying to the top of that building with the <laughs> helicopters. I don't remember what the fuck we did, but we just kept, we, I, we always end up there. Like, I'm going to go drop you off on the top of that building. And then we would like um, jump off the roof onto cars and just tr- try to dent the cars. Yeah. Or I would try to like, I would drop you off and then I'd try to like buzzsaw you with the helicopter. Um, anyway. And we, yeah, but there would be no Grand Theft Auto 5 without Grand Theft Auto 4. There, 5 builds on so much of 4's systems and everything, and um, but it overshadowed it in almost every way, so it's hard. It is, I can see how it's hard to be like. Well, you think you about know. it too, that came out on the same console generation, and it just, like, even just looked so much better than GTA 4 yeah. did. Like, even just, you know, it was only what, like, four years apart i think give or take like it's like miles miles different like i'm really interested to see how much better the ps5 version is going to look i can't imagine it looking much different than what i play on pc except obviously playing it on a a console instead of the pc uh just because i I don't want to go through all the pc stuff again I don't want to like go through the story. I, I don't want to go through the story on PC. I'd rather play it on like on the on the TV sort of thing. I don't want to play yeah. it on sitting at my desk sort of thing. I'd rather sit on my couch and play it that way. You you do also bring up something though. You you we talk about like how it looked so much better, and I feel like they needed to make Grand Theft Auto Four to make Grand Theft Auto Five. But that reminds me of all of the experiments that Rockstar used to do with their side games. Oh yeah, that they would basically. We Actually, always thought, and I don't know if this I, has been I, confirmed. But, I wanted to touch on that too, yeah, when we were talking about that. Uh, but yeah, yeah, that like Rockstar would make these side games and implement, and they would they would focus on like one or two core mechanics, and it would be sort of weird, like why would they make a whole game about this? And it was because we thought, and again, I don't know if this has been confirmed, but they were using it to fine tune things that they were going to use in the next GTA. So like they made State of Emergency which was a, a game no, state, about rioting. State of Emergency was after. That was the follow-up to GTA 3. It was... Oni- yeah, that's what I mean. Oh, well, I was, because oh, oh, I was thinking like Oni and Smuggler's Run. Like Oni was, though, would have yeah. been like the running and shooting aspect of it, and then Smuggler's yeah. Run was more of the driving aspect. I do want to go back and play Smuggler's Run too. I remember having a lot of fun with that game. Right, and the, but, but I mean like they took those mechanics and then they spun them off because then there was the Midnight Club games... They oh, came yeah, out with Grand the, Theft Auto 3. Club. Yeah, that's right. And then they came out with Midnight Club, which was a racing game, which was a very fun racing game. But then, as you notice, in the as the Grand Theft Auto games go on, racing becomes a bigger part of it. There's checkpoints throughout the cities. And then they came out with State of Decay, which was State of a, Decay? a game about rioting. State of State Decay. Of Decay. <laughs> State of Emergency, which was a game about rioting. And they it seemed to me to be sort of like a stress test to see like how many characters you can get on screen at one time sort of thing i see what you're you're saying now yeah yeah and then um manhunt which was all about stealth which guess what found its way heavily into san andreas was like these stealth mechanics so they were doing these side games that allowed them to practice and get really good at a core mechanic and the games were still pretty solid um but then they would just use those mechanics in grand theft auto and they don't do that anymore which is really interesting to me because they have it all nailed um, down, one hundred percent. They're all good now. I, well, <laughs> it's debatable. <laughs> um, 
The, the, I mean, they have fine-tuned a lot. That's half joking, but half like, you know, I do think that they've done, they have come really far. I, I still like the driving a lot. The shooting has gotten a lot better. Um, running around has gotten a lot better. It's not perfect. But the other thing is release dates. So I put the release dates for the first, for the pre-Grand Theft Auto 4 GTAs in the in our notes document. And thinking about the fact that Grand Theft Auto 5 came out in, was it 2010? Um, I'm looking it up right now because I'm going through a list. Uh, Grand Theft Auto 5 was 2013. 2013. Um, and Grand Theft Auto 6 is still not out. It's eight years later now, going on nine. And we still haven't gotten Grand Theft Auto 6. But if we go back to the very beginning, the original GTA came out in 1997 GTA London 1969 and 1961 came out in 1999, just two years later, Granted, as did those were just expan- Grand Theft Auto 2. Those were just expansion packs. They were basically just palette swaps of the original right. game, so it's not like it, they required an extensive amount of work um, for something like that. But those but, came out the same year that a se- the sequel did, Grand Theft Auto 2. So two years later, two expansion packs and a sequel. Mm-hmm. And then two years after that, Grand Theft Auto 3... One year after that, Grand Theft Auto Vice City, and then two years after that, Grand Theft Auto San Andreas. So, like, the fact that these games used to just be, like, churned out and were good. They were good. They were big open worlds, new characters, music, and all that stuff. Um, and now it's been going on nine years between well, Grand Theft so, Auto yeah, 5. Grand Theft Auto, Grand Theft Auto 4 came out in 2008. Uh, and then Grand Theft Auto 5 came out in 2013. So that's a... Uh, five-year difference there yeah and then yeah now we're going on eight i mean but you also have to remember they did do uh red dead redemption 2 they did work on that uh so they had that going on as well um, yeah and you know putting out the online stuff like and main putting out and maintaining that online also too like if you want to go back and you know look at those previous games and they were how they were pumping them out remember rockstar was also one of the 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 ones that had like the worst crunch uh for developers yeah so uh i wonder if you know they kind of backed off a little bit when you know with that because they didn't want to you know work their people to death i've i've heard their i've heard their practices have been better whether they have or not i don't know but yeah but on on that note though um I, as much as I want a GTA 6, like, I'd rather have them put it out when they feel it's ready to put out. Like, I'm not one yeah, of those yeah, assholes totally. that's like, where's GTA 6? Stop putting it online stuff. It's like, fuck off. Go play another game yeah. if you're so mad about it. Like, uh, and also, too, you got to think, like, so one of the Housers is gone. Leslie Benzies is gone. Laszlo Jones is gone. Like a lot of like the, the head creative people are no longer working at Rockstar Games, so it's like yeah. you have to wonder if like GTA Five was almost kind of like a swan song for maybe that series, and maybe now they don't know what to do with it, and that's why they're focusing on like the online and all that stuff because they can kind of keep that going for an extended period of time, and just kind of turn it into this like ever evolving thing. I don't know, like. Because where do you go from here now? You know, what what would be a yeah. GTA 6 at this point? Like, what what would you want? What what 
what could they what could they do now that's so revolutionary that they didn't already do over the past 20 years you know what i mean i feel like if they did anything it would just be retreading stories and stuff like that and like you know i know everyone's like oh vice city we don't do remake of that like no that was that that time came and went like no yeah i think the thing that we always talked about was them doing some kind of interconnected world where all of these maps are combined and you could go between them so you could literally jump on a plane and fly from like real time fly from the contemporary miami vice city um to the contemporary you know san andreas kind of thing um and dropping all of them into the new engine as they are could be sort of practice for that i don't know i don't really know i think they have been working on it i'm sure it's probably pretty far along yeah i'm sure they've been i'm sure they've been working on something like there's another team that's like just focusing on that and they have you know a skeleton crew working on i shouldn't say a skeleton crew they have probably a full-time crew but like yeah i mean they they have people working on that game so it's not like it's just you know sitting on the wayside and they're not doing anything it's just they're taking their time with it they want to make sure it's good they don't want to just pump out a piece of shit which that's not what they do like they make sure their games are good so well that that's the other thing though is at the time like when gta hit big they made some acquisitions they bought so the original grand theft autos were made by the development studio dma design Mm -hmm. um it wasn't until grand theft auto london that rockstar canada came in and was helping with development and then grand theft auto 3 was a collaborative effort between rockstar north and dma design but then from there dm DM, didn't dma design become one of the rockstar branches uh dm no dma oh yeah dma uh was north okay dma was north so then there's there was rockstar north rockstar canada rockstar san diego i think toronto Um, yeah so and and at this point i think they've all sort of it's like oh they're all working on grand theft auto they're all working on red dead right so it was like they acquired these smaller studios they would work on their own independent projects and then they kind of brought them all together to make one super team essentially but they're apparently all of rockstar studios is working on the uh trilogy uh definitive edition as well so yeah. it says late 2021 so hopefully next month i'll be able to get in maybe they're finally gonna release agent what is that again <laughs> agent <laughs> agent was the ps3 exclusive game that they announced at uh fuck what was it e3 in 20 what is that the one that people joke like i always joke about when rockstar is like we have an announcement i'm like bully two here we go and then i hear people say agent is that agent is that, yeah are they referring to that well because they, they announced that it was there was they were working on a, a ps3 exclusive called agent and all it was was a title card with it said agent and it had like a gun uh silhouette as the oh, that site's broken archived i need the archived version here uh oh now i'm imagining it's supposed to be like a golden eye follow-up or something <laughs> like a golden eye killer ps3 <laughs> i you know it would be hilarious and i wouldn't put it completely past them to actually release june june ps3 exclusive <laughs> june 2nd 2009 rockstar games is proud to announce agent 
developed by the people behind Grand Theft Auto, Rockstar North, Agent will be available exclusively on the PlayStation 3 computer entertainment system. We have enjoyed uh, we have always enjoyed making action games, and with Agent we are making what we believe will be the ultimate action game. How's that coming, Rockstar? <laughs> Uh, Agent takes players on a paranoid journey into the world of counterintelligence, espionage, political assassinations during the height of the Cold War at the end of the 1970s. And that is literally, that's literally all. There was never any screenshots or any, I don't think anybody ever seen the game. It was literally just the title card and the announcement on a stage of E3. But if they're doing so, but that makes me think again that they probably did get pretty deep into development and then just used it in Grand Theft Auto 4 and 5 because especially 5, you think about like heists and all of like the getaways that you have to do and like some of the sniping where you have to like support other players. I wonder if they just used all of that and kind of copy and pasted it over to GTA 5. I I wouldn't doubt it. I wouldn't doubt it one bit. But Hmm. yeah. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> agent finally come out um, you heard it here first well yep breaking news <laughs> get your ps3s out dust them off um anything else about grand theft auto 3 i was gonna say five three before we i'm i'm sure skadoodle. i'm sure there's some other stuff but yeah like i'm i'm just kind of excited to go and actually play the these new versions and and see what they do because like I, well, I mean, the last time I tried to actually play GTA, the original GTA trilogy was on PC and for whatever reason, even though the game was made for consoles and then came out on PC later, because the game was put out at a time when controllers weren't the norm, um, trying to map those controls to a controller is really fucking hard and it doesn't quite work the way you want it to. Um, so yeah. It's it's not nearly as fun, especially trying to play on a mouse and keyboard too. Fuck that. Those games are not mouse <laughs> keyboard games. Um I could try to hook up I could just hook up my PS2 and play it that way and pull out my old saves, but that's effort as well. So. Yeah. I wonder when those cards are gonna start going bad. Because like NES batteries, you know, those those are dead. You have to replace those if you want your games to actually and not not NES some some NES but SNES games SN64 carts those the uh, internal batteries those might not have I don't think those have batteries in them I think they're just I think they're just flash drives I think that's all they are they're just so ex, eventually ex, bad though, right? ex, I mean yeah eventually but not as it's not like a battery's gonna go out and it's gonna like die on you but I mean you have the PS3 uh, card reader so you can just back up all your saves. So it's true. I think it's I did true. that. I think I have all my saves backed up. If I don't, I need to borrow that card reader from you so I can back up all my saves. <laughs> but uh, all right, well, we will definitely have to check in later when we. You're definitely going to play the trilogy. Maybe I'll replay it as well. Yeah, I'm. Uh, um, I'm going to get it. So because I'm an idiot. But yeah, <laughs> but we'll check back in about that, and we will have a a, a bigger. Grand Theft Auto retrospective. My cat's scratching my toes um, at some point. But outside of that, thank you for listening, everyone. You can find Ron on Twitter at Big Bad Ron and on Instagram at Handsome Boy Frank. Like how you, 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 you don't say you don't say my Instagram. You just say my cat's Instagram. When I asked you before, you were like, "I just check my cat's profile out." So I figure you don't want people looking at your profile. I got some sketchy stuff on there. Do I? What? What's the last thing I posted? I don't, I don't know. I'm just. <laughs> 
But um, you can find you on Instagram at not Ron big bad Ronsky. Not big bad. Ron. Not big bad. Okay, because big bad Ron. So right, was it? Yeah, on Instagram. Yep. What the fuck. I I I had a um, wind, I had a Windows phone. Like I didn't have an iPhone, so I couldn't get Instagram when it first came out. So I had to settle for not big bad Ron. Which is one of your gamer handles too, right? So uh, if you want to look Ron up on PlayStation, Adam on PlayStation, not I, big bad Ron. I won't accept it. <laughs> <laughs> um, you can find me on Twitter at Lostperman. Uh, you can email us at prettypixelspodcast at gmail dot com, and we will talk to you next week. We're going to do a, a cozy games episode, so look forward to that, and we will see you then. Bye. Oh, you don't say the dumb thing anymore? Okay. Well, I don't know what you're talking about. (laughs)